Hello and welcome to another episode of Mini Bonds, the podcast show within a podcast show. I am Jonah Colazzo and we, and it's just me today. Hoover's out doing some hood rat shit and we'll get back to him and find out what was, what pulled him away from this important responsibility. Ain't that all of them that important? Um, <laughs> uh, but we will be covering today Loki season one, episode three, Lamentis. And before we get into that, we got some important housekeeping to take care of. Um, if you've been following us, uh, since episode one, you can tell that we are not great at posting or having a continuous drop date. And from that, we apologize. But if you've been following us, we are actually coming up on our first full year and 50th main episode. And we will be doing something special with that. Um, but we will also be doing a flip-flop of the days. Every Mondays now will be our main episode, and every Saturday will be our mini buns. And that just helps us personally. It's a little hard to go watch a movie every Friday, then go straight to recording, then straight to posting, and make sure that it's up for Saturday. And sometimes, you know, not everyone gets to watch it. So to help us and to help you guys get the full experience, uh, we will be dropping every Monday from now on for our main episodes. And on Saturdays, you'll be hearing our mini buns episode. So stay tuned to that. Regardless if you forget it or not, every Saturday and Monday, you will be tuning in to hearing us saying something about something. Uh, but other than that, let's get into this. We're going to talk about uh, what I thought. And uh, we'll break this up into three little chunks because honestly, I'm going to be honest. Not one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> um, let's get into this. Uh, one, I, I one I was not expecting was I, uh, this episode felt very Doctor Who a little bit. And honestly, I never expected to see or never expected to want Tom Hiddleston as a doctor. Uh, it felt like that. And honestly, I would watch. I would get back into Doctor Who if if I found out that Tom Hiddleston was going to be taking up that kind of mantle. Um, but it was it was very much in- interesting to see him play that kind of role in this episode. Um, let's talk about this first half. Uh, I I was really blown away with with seeing how they they describe. Sylvie and and how she she takes over someone's mind. I was pretty impressed with that. You know how she digs further and further into C20's mind and and pulling out information by using memories and memories that we find out that are there since the beginning, uh, since before she was even a part of the TVA, and we find out that a little bit more a little later. Um. Really great fight sequence between Sylvie and, and the whole TVA, seeing her kick some ass and making her way up to the the, t- the timekeeper's room or, or the elevator. And we see Loki follow her. And that was really interesting to see them kind of fight knife to swords or, or however it was. And uh, just seeing <laughs> Renslayer kind of be like, yeah, you know what? Fucking kill him. We don't want him. Do it. Take care of our problem. Um, but then we, we, we do get the moment when, when, uh, Loki and Sylvie drop down in through the, the temp pad 
into a whole new planet and and another apocalyptic moments where she has already programmed into that little pad. Uh, we find out that they drop down onto Lamentus One, and honestly, this is where the episode kind of became a slowdown for me. Um, it is expected every uh, every season or every series that that uh, Marvel has been putting out, and a lot of series kind of have these moments where you're going to come to a point where the whole entire show has to kind of come to a slowdown. You slow down. You build a little bit of character development. You find out some past history. You find out how, just kind of a, a take a survey of where everyone is at so far in this show. And I was expecting that. And I was, I, you know, we are coming down to the midpoint of this of this season. There's only six episodes. Three episodes are left. And I figured that we were going to come to a point where it was going to slow down. I just did not expect them to pump the brakes as hard as they did. And that was a bit of a shocker for me because for the past two episodes, they were they were intense. If they weren't moving fast enough, they were shooting information at you at an alarming rate where you're just taking it in, absorbing it, and having something to talk about later until the next episode dropped. That is not what I felt like I got with this episode. There are some things, little nuggets of, of info that you catch and you're, you're wondering how and why. And unless you're going to break this down and, and, and throw theories at it, it is not an episode that had much substance to mold over until the next episode came. Um, one thing that we do get are very fun moments of in the second half of, 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 the, of the episode was the fact that one, the planet that we're on, it's one of the most beautiful-looking planets that I've ever seen. It feels very Guardians of the Galaxy, which I was kind of interested in because, it, it, for the most part, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is the only reference to outer space that we've had so far in the MCU and, and seeing other planets aside from just the main ones that we visit in the main, uh, the, you know, earth based, um, movies. And it was, it was very interesting to see this new planet seem very guardians of the galaxy. Like that is their reference to, if we're going to move away from earth, something's going to look something like that with the purpley, like landscape shots. It was a very beautiful, beautiful looking planet. Um, we do get some moments where, we find out that Sylvie and Loki's powers in some small way kind of cut each other's out. Um, we do have this moment when when Sylvie tries to take over Loki's mind. And we, we, we see that it doesn't work the way she wants. Um, and it's almost to a surprise at, at, at Loki himself seeing that it almost shocks him and like, what are you doing? And that was very interesting, and and a lot of people that I've been hearing, or at least a lot of theories that I've been I've been hearing, is that that could possibly be a moment of maybe maybe there's someone. This whole episode is probably taking in someone's mind. Um, I would really hope that it doesn't do that move, but a lot of people are saying that that that's what it might be. Where 
you know, maybe Sylvie's power does work on Loki and what he, what we're seeing is already in his mind and her pulling out information that she, she wants from him or vice versa. And it bouncing off and him taking over her mind. Um, a lot of uh, the other thing that we get to see in the, in this episode that I was very impressed with is the, the train scene and the moment of, of Loki and, and Sylvie having that little discussion about their parents. And uh, what was interesting is that, one, we find out that Sylvie not only is just a version of Loki, but we also find out that, one, she knows that she was already adopted, something that Loki doesn't find out until much later when he was much older. Already, we're kind of getting the idea that maybe Sylvie is a is a version of Loki that maybe can handle those kind of informations. Funny enough, that Lo- that Loki himself thinks that he is the more superior version, and we're kind of getting the idea that maybe she is, and and she's she's less likely to go to emotional uh, anguish and in a, in, a, in a more emotional state of mind when she hears informations like that something that we saw Loki kind of do um, that also sh- her mother which I'm guessing might not be Frigga I, I, I want to say that's his Loki's mom's name uh, just because of the fact that she doesn't remember her mom because that her mom had died a long time ago. And it was interesting to see that that you have Loki showing off what his mom had had shown him and we're seeing this soft spot in Sylvie right off the bat, you know, something that she's longing for and that she's missing in her life. Um she's actually the one that taught herself magic. And it's not something that was passed down to her, unlike the way it was with Loki. And that was something fun to find out that Loki has a more, a deeper connection with his mom that, that I felt like we never really got in, in, in Thor or, or the Dark World or even Ragnarok. We never got to see what his mom meant to him. Like we already got the idea that you know he has a weird mixed up relationship with Loki uh, with uh, Thor he really hates his dad but we never got really much of an idea of what he feels for his mom and i'm i'm in love with the fact that they are going deeper in on that relationship and they're pulling back those layers to let us know like you know there these 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 villains have soft spots and they're doing it they might not want to do it and 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 there's people in their life that they feel like they're maybe disappointing by doing what they do. And it's interesting. It's interesting to see that kind of dynamic in a character, uh, especially a character that we felt that we have, we saw already what he was capable of and, and saw his character arc. And it was, it's cool to see now that they're kind of bringing it back around and going, okay, well let's branch off into a different story arc for him. And let's see where that one goes. Uh, that was very interesting to see. Um, we do have a moment when Sylvie does wake up from a nap or something, which is very shocking because of the fact that she's 
not trust trusting of Loki and the overall other passengers of the train um, to see her waking up and and finding Loki drinking and singing as guardian songs, which is the first time we've ever heard as guardian spoken in the MCU um, was an interesting moment. And, and, and I'm, and I'm one of those other reasons why I'm kind of buying a little bit more into that. It might be in someone's head just because, or this episode might be in someone's head because of these moments that, don't feel like that's how that character should be reacting or at least acting in the moment. Um, like I said, I really hope that they don't go with that, but it's kind of leading up to feeling like that's their move. Um, but we do, we are, we are treated to Loki, uh, having his moment to singing. Uh, if every, if every, epi- if every, season of these, these MCU shows, uh, gave us one thing, it was probably Agatha all along in in WandaVision, uh, Zemo dancing in in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and now we have Loki singing in Loki. Um, it was a really interesting song, and it, it's fun and 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 it's a, it, I love the bar, the the bar anthem of of singing with it, and it just. It's fun, and then it goes into that little tender moment uh, in the middle where he brings it, he brings it down, and he's and it's very somber, and it's almost like he's singing like a a, a melody of like of like woe and and heartbreak, and it almost catches Sylvie's like attention in a way, like maybe that she's heard this song before, and maybe it's a song that every Loki has in their past. Um, but then Loki does pick it back up and and it goes back into a big bar anthem and everyone's singing and shouting, um, fun little, uh, reference to Loki smashing a cup on the floor, like the way Thor did in, in the first movie, uh, demanding another, um, that was a real fun little reference. Um, aside from that, I mean, there, there was, there was not much else in that middle scene. Um, not until we get to. The, the third half, when we find out that after Loki and Sylvie are thrown off the, the, the train, the tempad is broken. Uh, it is their only way so far to get off this planet. And they become up with this perfect idea of saying, what if we just go hijack the train that we were just on and make sure that it gets off the planet? And that was that brought up a, 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 a like an interesting idea that what if these people or these variants were to take apocalyptic moments and create a different outcome does does that change the 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 time path that these so-called timekeepers have planned out because these people were not supposed to have a future at all now they do. Does that affect the flow of time? For everybody else, I feel like it shouldn't because everyone is expecting these people to survive and hopefully have a future. But now that they don't and they course correct it to giving them a future, does it work? And does it you know, mess with that flow of time, causing another nexus event to happen? 
Hopefully we find that out in the next episode. Um, we do find out that the biggest little nugget of, of info that we find out, everybody in the TVA is a variant at one point in their life. Um, and have had a, their mind somehow erased and reprogrammed with this. The TVA is the all-powerful beings, and we work for them. We are created by them. Our purpose is to serve them. And that is no, is really not the case. Um, makes me wonder now if Owen Wilson, uh, Mobius's character, uh, possibly had some history with a jet ski. <laughs> Maybe he was a jet ski sailor or possibly had one himself. And it's just a little crack in his character that remembers this machinery that somehow is linked to him and he just doesn't know why. Um, that would be fun to find out to see later on. Um, but yes, we don't, we find out that, that every one of them is not a real creation by the TVA and that they are all variants. Um, is it true? I don't know. I, I would, I would love to find out that it is true because it really fuels my idea that all of this is bullshit and, and the TVA and the timekeepers are not really who they say they are. And I really want that to be so because I think I said before, there's only real two ways that this organization works. It's either it's all true and now we have to fight something else or it's all false. And now everybody has to choose their own path. Um, I hope it is the, the latter. Uh, we are treated later on to a amazingly one shot run to, to, to the, the, the train that they're trying to get onto to hijack and make sure it leaves the planet. Um, not completely a one shot if you kind of go through it and you kind of see where everything is cut. Uh, but it is beautiful nonetheless. And we, it's, it's really cool to see. Loki and Sylvie pushing their powers to the extreme and trying their hardest to get off this planet. Um, seeing Loki and her fight side by side, it, it just it just shows you that they are capable of working together and for the most part work really well as a team. Um, we also see uh, Loki using his uh, telekinetic powers once again. Uh, to lift a beam off uh, before it has crushed him. We saw it originally used in the previous episode to uh, pull a Roomba off the <laughs> off the shelf as a as a as a makeshift makeshift shield, um, and we get to see them running through and and kicking ass and dodging out out people to try to make it to the end, only for it to completely blow up in their face. And we see uh, a meteor smash the train that they were trying to go after. Completely ruining them, them ruining them to this this planet, and and having no official way off. Um, hopefully they go get a drink and they figure out what they're gonna do because we know damn well that they are not gonna die here. Uh, we got three da- three more episodes, damn it, and we know for sure that they're not gonna just die here. Um. 
other than that, I mean, that is all I got for you guys. I mean, uh, I think if anything, here's some questions. One, is this episode being taken place in someone's mind or is it just an illusion in some way? Um, another idea that, 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 that brings up if, if all the TVA employees or officers are in fact not originally created for the TVA and are variants with a past life on earth or other planets, um, does that mean that whenever they use that little prodding tool to zap them away, we originally thought that maybe they were being disintegrated and completely erased from the universe. Does that mean that that's maybe waking them up in a matrix-like way and resetting them back to their original time path or, or their original life? Um, those are the only two questions that I have that I am excited to see what comes next. Um, other than that, that is all I got for you guys. Um, with that, I would probably be saying, let's close this out to Hoover and he will probably give me his head of approval. Um, (laughs) uh, with that, thank you guys so much. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Please like and leave a five-star review. It really helps us grow and get more known by other listeners such as yourselves. Uh, if you like to follow us on our Instagram or our Twitter, you could follow at cinema underscore buns, that's Z with a Z, and or uh, send us a question at our anchor page at anchor.fm slash cinema buns, that's Z with a Z as well. Um, with that, I am Jonah Colazzo, and this has been another episode of Mini Buns for this week. We'll see you all next week. Bye.